0: this is noah levine founder of against the stream refuge recovery and dharma punks thanks for tuning into the podcast i hope you're enjoying the dharma together may we create a positive change on this planet if you feel moved to leave a donation there's a link in the show notes may our paths cross soon welcome everybody anyone joining us for the first time tonight Anybody at home joining us for the first time welcome I'd like to begin class by asking you to talk to each other in the um, service of the intention to uh, help you develop some connection with each other it's a, a core perspective in Buddhism that. Uh, what we're doing uh, is meant to be relational and to be done in community, and the importance of having people in your life that also meditate and that also practice um, these principles, or are trying to to wake up, to be kind, to be mindful, to be compassionate. So, uh, I like to start with introducing a topic. I'm going to talk about tonight the. Um, some teachings and this perspective on uh, uncertainty and um, insecurity and not knowing and um, the the, the human condition basically, and how challenging that is for us, but also looking at it of um, um, finding that balance. Uh, I was thinking about like, where's the balance between confidence in what you know, what you know to be true. And so part of the question is like, what can we be certain of? We have a lot of views and opinions and ideas, and but what can we be actually completely confidently certain of, sure about? So part of that I'm gonna to explore tonight. Um, and then where's the place of uncertainty and not knowing and the maybe humility of, of not having to always know? I don't know if this fits or not, but I thought for the opening um, question for you to discuss with each other was something about how our minds, the human mind, this natural phenomena that we all live with, of a mind that worries about things that are totally uncertain. And maybe it is the truth of uncertainty that creates the uh, tendency to worry, because we just don't know what's going to happen. So anything can happen. and often our mind will create the worst case scenario does your mind to do that people have different levels of minds that create worry that create fear that create uh i'm not sure what's gonna you know we all know like i'm not sure what's gonna happen but it's probably gonna be bad or it might be bad <laughs> it might really be uh painful hard to bear unpleasant we worry and uh, worrying seems to be just a completely natural normal i don't even maybe in some extremes it's neurotic but i i don't i just think it's normal it's what the human mind does um maybe sometimes more than others when it has some fuel some evidence and if we have some trauma some you know adverse past experiences that lead to like uh, I, i'm gonna worry that that's gonna happen again So maybe talking to each other tonight, and I like to give you these questions that help deepen the conversation. Uh, what is your mind like to worry about? And sort of depersonalizing it a little bit rather than I am someone who worries about money and relationships and work and my place in the world, and <laughs> tsunamis and earthquakes and tigers and lions and bears you know like so rather than taking it so personal so much of what we're learning in buddhism and mindfulness is to change our relationship and see this as the human condition and it's what the human mind does it worries sometimes so when you're talking to 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 each other in the small groups try to frame it as uh, my mind worries rather than i worry my mind worries sometimes my mind worries about or i notice my mind worrying about uh to just kind of reframe it a little bit rather than we incarnate as i am a worrier my mind worries sometimes about these things so find a spot find a small group at home I'll, I'll throw you into breakout groups i really encourage you to go into them when you're talking to each other say your thing in like a minute or so and then pass it on so that everybody gets a chance
1: I'm
2: not
3: One of the ways that we can look at meditation
0: is that it is teaching us to uh, see what is true, what is absolutely true
3: about the present moment, what your sensations you're feeling
0: here and now, what uh, emotions are, coming through awareness here and now what the mind is up to what thoughts what, you know even the awareness of the mind is worrying no, but that's that's true right now the mind is thinking about the future or the past or worrying or planning or remembering so so much of mindfulness it said that there's three um liberating insights three three things that are absolutely true from this buddhist perspective that mindfulness allows us to experience directly to perceive directly uh, the truth of impermanence which is a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight Uh, truth of the uh, uncertainty or unsatisfactory or unreliable nature of impermanent experience and the third one, which is not as easy to talk about, which is that uh, no matter how deeply you investigate, you search, you uh, you look, you cannot find a solid, separate, continuous self in this human condition. Uh, one of the ways that I like to think about that and talk about it is that uh, it's pretty impersonal. We tend to take there's I, me, mine, self, Uh, even even the question of who's meditating where's where's the who's what is aware who's aware anyways we don't need to go there tonight but it's part of you know everything's impermanent everything is unreliable because of impermanence and also it's impermanence that um there's no permanent self there's a self that arises a sense of self but it's impermanent it's not constant it's not solid it's not separate so i invite you i'll give some instructions tonight my plan is to keep the instructions a little bit light but um, this this question of what can you know directly here and now and so look for the impermanent nature in your meditation look for the in impersonal and and uh, unreliable nature of things as your thoughts come and go and sensation comes and go and the attention comes and goes and so find a way to sit that's upright and relaxed.
3: allowing our eyes to be closed. Mindfulness is the practice
0: of present time non judgmental awareness.
3: Bringing our awareness to the present, the breath, the body, the heart, the mind, all of the sense doors included in direct experience here and now. The non-judgmental attitude that we bring, this kind and
0: friendly, accepting attitude to whatever is happening, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, whether the mind
3: becomes calm or continues to be busy, whether the body is comfortable or uncomfortable, non-judgment. accepting and investigating our experience the initial instruction is breathing in one knows i breathe in breathing out one knows i breathe out if you're new focus your attention on the breath <clears> Thank <throat> you. The breath itself can teach us so much about the impersonal nature, how the body breathes all by itself. It can teach us about impermanence, how every breath has a beginning, a middle, an end. So you can stick with the narrow focus on the sensations the breath creates. Or you can expand the Buddha's encouragement was this inclusive awareness of your whole being. this sensory body, this body of sensations from head to toe. Teaching us about the impermanent nature of sensation. Rising and passing, the sense doors, the thoughts and emotions in the heart and mind, non judgmental investigation of our
0: moment to moment experience of thinking and feeling,
3: hearing and tasting. the last few minutes, if you'd like
0: to, you could bring in the practice of loving kindness. This teaching, this practice from the Buddha wishing for ease. And perhaps specifically saying
3: to yourself, may I be at ease with uncertainty? May I learn to be at ease in the midst of the unknowable, the lack of security in this world of impermanence, I learn to be at ease with constant change and uncertainty. We can send this wish to ourselves and also to each other,
0: the people sitting around you, the people you spoke with in the groups tonight or see in the room or in the Zoom meeting.
3: May you be at ease with the uncertainty of your life, the unreliable nature of impermanent experience. May you learn to be at ease. You can extend this wish to anybody who comes to mind, loved ones, friends,
0: and then extend it to the unknown people, people in
3: your neighborhood, your vicinity. So much suffering is caused by worrying about what might happen. May we learn to be at ease no matter what happens with the uncertainty? The Metta teaching, the Buddha said, radiating kindness over the entire world to all beings everywhere, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. May all beings learn to be at ease in the midst of the
0: unreliable,
3: uncertain, impermanent world that we live in. I like to sometimes ask for some
0: reflections um, for us all to think about reflect a little
3: bit on what can we be certain of just to reflect like do you have a
0: is it a long list or a short list of things that you know for sure or that we can be confidently you know uh, certain about um what's that saying uh, death and taxes <laughs> um maybe you know death is one of the things we can be certain about that's not negotiable
3: that's happening for sure but the time of death uncertain we all know we're gonna die we just don't know when
0: totally uncertain when when or how or uh last last weekend was that last i think it was last weekend um we had the refuge recovery conference there was a guy been to some retreats some conferences named scott I was from half moon Bay or San Francisco area and, uh, was talking to him a bit at the conference. I've seen him over the years, last, last few years, showing up to some stuff, early sixties and, um, you know, seemed to be healthy and active. And we we're talking about surfing and, you know, active, you know, not real young sixties, but you know, the older I get, the younger, that seems, uh, and he died, uh, like a day after the conference or two days after the conference something like that and just another one of those reminders of and you know died sober died you know seven and a half eight years sober and you know pretty healthy and um that uncertainty that you know i feel like that's one of the big ones and and i asked
3: you about what your mind worries about how much does your mind worry about death
0: How much of the worrying isn't specifically about death, but maybe more uh, worrying about something unpleasant happening? I've found it really interesting to uh, try to unpack when my mind is worried about something painful happening, and then unpacking that and and just sort of asking, well, okay, uh, and and what if this painful thing happened? Then what? Okay, then I'd be in pain. And then sometimes, you know, saying, and, and what if I was in this really painful, this rejection or this loss or this failure or this embarrassment or whatever the mind is worried about? Um, and tracking it back that on some level, I find often that I can track it back to like, it might kill me. Like th- that survival instinct is what is afraid of unpleasant experiences. Like if it's painful enough, if it's difficult enough,
3: I might not survive it So uh, we can be certain from a
0: Buddhist perspective. we can we can be certain, <laughs> we can be confident, we can we can. We can know, and I said it before we began,
3: uh, before we meditated, we can know that everything is impermanent. Not a philosophy, not an opinion, not a.
0: but a, a truth. You know, there are some truths. There are some things that are universally true, and it's not a Buddhist truth, and it's not a it's just you know the way it is everything is impermanent and you know if you want to be confident about something <laughs> you want to be really certain about something uh, everything is impermanent everything that arises will sustain for some time and will pass and so the,
3: meditation teaches us that You know, that it's kind of simple, simple thing to understand intellectually to, you know, to know. Um, But even though we know it, how much of your suffering, how much of
0: our difficulties and suffering in life or uh, being afraid of something endings, being afraid of impermanence, or trying to control something, clinging, getting attached. Like if we really, really understood that everything's impermanent, would you cling to anything? If you knew, if you really knew in your bones, in your heart, that everything, is impermanent and probably most of us would say yeah I know that but why do we keep clinging to impermanent things including our own thoughts and emotions and sensations and still you know what how irrational it is
3: to cling to impermanent stuff Now, a couple of weeks ago, I
0: think I tried to uh, unpack uh, some of the maybe it was last week, the, um, you know, non attachment, you know, everything's impermanent. nothing's, nothing's worth clinging to, but also when does that become irresponsible, because there is some healthy uh, ownership of things, (laughs) custodial, uh, you know, ownership of showing up and saying, like, I know this is impermanent, but I still need to, you know, my car is impermanent, but I still need to lock the doors. (laughs) I still need to change the oil. And the um, you know, don't kind of using everything's impermanent as like this irresponsible stance of like nothing matters because it's impermanent. It's disposable, it's impermanent. Uh, Relationships have a beginning and a middle and an end. But we tend to them, we treasure them, we, you know, trying you know try not to be too attached or or controlling try to be loving in a non-attached connected way in our relationships but also understanding that they'll they'll change one of us will die first one of us will uh you know paths might divert i've talked a little bit about one of my close friends who i and i've seen this with a, a some long-term friendships where I had this delusion of like, Oh, we'll be, we'll be good forever. Do you ever, you ever feel that about people? Like I'm, I love this person so much. I can't imagine us going in different directions and then finding, finding like, Oh wait, you are doing, you believe what <laughs> you didn't, used to believe that? Oh, you've changed in what way? Or maybe I have, um, and and seeing oh it's, i was so certain I was and, and attached to people or to places or things or and then waking up and being like oh yeah impermanence change i don't i don't know it as well as i thought i wasn't completely awake to the unreliable uncertain reality in in relationships theoretically yes but then when something big some big unexpected change happens that wake-up call oh wow well, I, i'm surprised by this you find yourself surprised sometimes by how people are behaving or changing or or people dying you know people die and it's like this shock of course but of course we know everybody dies but it's still we uh, uh, and it's why Buddhism, what Buddhism is asking us to do is so fucking radical to be non-attached. So radical to say it's possible to actually love completely and be connected completely and not cling to each other, not need to control each other, and not be surprised by impermanence when impermanence arises when the unreliable
3: the changes happen being able to say like of course it's counter the reason you know
0: it's against the stream it's counter the stream is clinging it's normal it's natural it's part of our survival instinct to deny impermanence and to cling and to try to find security and reliable, solid, uh, unchanging, secure connections, but they don't actually exist. It's a complete fantasy, but it's natural to find that, to, to seek that, to want that. and what we're trying to do of understanding permanence so deeply that we let go more easily that when things when people die when things change when
3: say so of course rather than feeling surprised by it i was uh, one of the this teaching of Uh, Everything's
0: unreliable. Uh, It's one of the three, one of the ways of looking at the three characteristics impermanent, unreliable and impersonal. And Ajahn Chah, the Thai forest monk, uh, who is the lineage that I am most connected with my teacher's teacher. And he a lot when he was in his teachings and when he was asked questions, He would say, uh, unreliable, unsure, uncertain, rather than, and sometimes we want the teacher to give us the answer and
3: he'd just be like, it's, um, don't know, uncertain. Sometimes when I'm trying to
0: uh, make plans I've, I've talked about this before, sometimes when I'm trying to make plans with my teacher, Ajahn Amara, one of my teachers. And I'll say like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to come to see you in England, or I'm going to go meet you in Thailand, or whatever, I'm going to go, you know, try to spend some time with him.
3: And uh, he'll never commit. I mean, he'll make a plan, but he'll always say
0: it in a way that is um, here's the plan he'll never say i will see you then you know that 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 certainty the way that we like to have that certainty of like i will see you on the i I went to see him in uh, march in england and i was like i will see you on the 13th of march i'll be there and he's like that's the plan (laughs) with that awareness of it is actually uncertain Yes, we have a plan, we have to make our plans, we have to, we have our desires, we have healthy uh, desires, hopefully, and, and aspirations and intentions, and we make our plans, but if we get too attached to our plans, too certain about, it has to, it has to be the 13th. like that's the plan. But actually, maybe you will miss your flight or, you know, actually, when I was there, there was these train strikes. And it was like, really hard to get around out, I couldn't get out of London one day. And, and that wisdom of like, yeah, you have your plan, but we'll see. It's uncertain to, to be too attached to getting to your plan working out the way that you want it to. Now, i don't think i think we maybe i don't know if this is true for anybody here listening um gotta be careful for using this these truths of the uncertainty or the unreliable to then um, not make plans as a sort of avoidance strategy or as a um you know go too far to like well if nothing is reliable then i'm not you know if everything is impermanent then i'm going to avoid relationships. I don't want to be an impermanent relationship. I want a permanent one. Mm-hmm. And if they're all impermanent, I'm going to avoid them. Or, uh, if, you know, if nobody's, you know, if there's no secure uh, place, then fuck everyone. Everything's untrustworthy. I'm that understanding the truth about things and still making our plans. Understanding the impermanence in relationships, and still entering into relationships with the hope, with the connection, with the intention that says, "I hope this is a really healthy, long-term relationship." I know that relationships are impermanent. I, I know that things might change. We we know that. Uh, we also know that one of us is going to die first. That's the sort of the contract and long-term, even happily ever after and going for it anyways and saying like i'm going for it i sign up i want to be in love i want to be connected i want to you know have some level of security some level of connection in this world of
3: no certainty but do it anyways that's that's how I that's that's how I feel that's how I try to live my life
0: of try to um you know just because uh you know I've had some friendships you know end in ways that felt quite painful uh I haven't gone to like well I'm not going to make any new friends but there's that danger of like oh I've been hurt in relationships so i'm going to avoid relationships impermanence is really painful so i'm going to avoid getting too connected because the impermanent nature of connections when we're attached and we all have the humility to acknowledge
3: yep sometimes i'm quite attached i'm trying to be non-attached trying to be in the
0: wisdom
3: place but The reality is we cling to each other. There's that. um, There's a in in Islam. Muslims have a, a
0: tendency that I like. I feel like it points a little bit to what I'm trying to to point to in a theistic way they um have a tendency to, to, to tendency to really regularly whenever they're communicating say um inshallah and it translates as something like if it's God's will and this hu- and I when I remember when I was hearing that a lot I was like oh this is really a beautiful humility in the uh communication Where they would say, like, you know, I'm going to make this plan with you, and if it's God's will, it'll happen. I, 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 you know, uh, and just this humility, and it's the same thing in Buddhism. We don't, we don't have this sort of theistic, but some kind of internal understanding. This is, I'm going to make this plan with you. I'm going to, and we'll see. We'll see if it's, you know, I don't know what the Buddhist frame like. If it's our karma or something. (laughs) You know, rather than God's will of like, you know, yeah. If the karma's right, then that will happen. You know, like I'll I'll, I'll see you on the thirteenth. If the karma's right,
3: we'll see. Not sure. And I find it helpful to try to reframe the way that the human mind wants
0: certainty and wants to make a fixed uh, plan of things. Into a kind of more humble, uh, kind of looser. We'll see. There's a story that I've told a lot. Most of you've heard it a lot, but I'll tell it again for the benefit of those who haven't heard it, and um, and a reminder to the rest of you of uh, this story. I think it's, I think it's in one of my father's books, in Gradual Awakening, um, and he talks about how um there's this uh farmer in china poor subsistence um, uh, rice farmer i think and he's um you know plowing the fields by hand and has a couple of sons and you know some family and they're helping but they're like doing you know this is just that hard labor of like they have a plow and they're out there you know in the mud or however you grow rice and I, and then um this horse comes along and just kind of like like they find a horse i don't know how you just find a horse but they you know this is a story they found a horse and the people in the village you know it's like wow now that you have a horse that will help you do the work and plow the fields and you'll put the you know you're going to be rich and like what a blessing you're like you're so fucking lucky now you know you're not going to be you don't have to work so hard and um you know you just you just won the lottery you got a horse to help you with your field work and um and this wise elder said um it seems so but we'll see seems like it was a real blessing that this horse came into our lives but we'll see and again that kind of humility of uncertainty we'll see And then, at one point, his uh, son was either riding the horse or the horse kicked him. the horse horse, his son broke his leg his eldest son who did a lot of the work uh, broke his leg because of the horse I think he fell off it or it kicked him or something, as the story goes. And then everybody was like oh man that horse bad luck. That horse you know now now you're an old man at least you had some help from your kid and now your kid can't work he's got a cast or what a terrible curse that horse turned out to be and the old man you know elder wisdom says it's uncertain we'll see it seemed like it was a good thing now it doesn't seem so good and then uh couple weeks later, the army came through taking all of the young, healthy men away to war. But the son had just broken his leg so he couldn't go to war and die with the rest of the young men that went off to war to die. And again, the horse saved your son's life. What a blessing that horse is. And that attitude of like, we'll see. And, you know, just one of those archetypal stories to show how we're so quick to assign good when we gain something that seems like it's going to be quite uh, pleasant or beneficial or you know useful in our lives and we're so quick to be like that's good and then when something painful happens
3: someone gets hurt or someone so quick to say oh that's bad um, but what a terrible
0: curse rather than continuing to have this wisdom of we don't really know what's really good or what's really bad and sometimes uh, can you like look back on your life and some of those really painful things like i think about being a drug addict and being um you know and detoxing and getting incarcerated and Just how painful and what a, uh, and just even just being a drug addict, it felt like what a terrible thing to be. Like I'm a drug addict and I can't stop using drugs and this is terrible. And then, you know, getting locked up and detoxing. But that pain actually gave me the desperation to start meditating. That suffering that gave me that uh, desperation to stoop so low as to try some mindfulness meditation ended up becoming this incredible transformative path in my life and then you know so much healing and transformation that happened for me and then getting to spend you know and that was 35 years ago and it seemed like a curse to be an addict and now i'm one of those annoying people that like i'm grateful that i'm an recovering addict it doesn't seem like a curse at all it feels like like well the best thing that happened to me because i've been able to maintain abstinence for all of these years and i've been able to help so many other people get sober and stay sober and learn meditation and you know what felt like the worst thing in my life i was certain that it was a bad thing I don't know now i'm pretty certain that it's a good thing, but we'll see.
3: (laughs) Right we'll see. So maybe open
0: up for some conversation with you, Uh, I just think it's really useful for us to look at that tendency to want certainty and to become certain and to get fixed views. Uh, and to believe our minds and and when our mind is worrying about not getting what we want or losing what we have or something unpleasant happening to just try to be like well we'll see to
3: train your awareness your wisdom to be less uh
0: certain about things and more open this this confident humility I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds good. Confident in, yeah, I'm going to show up and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to try to live a good life. And like I was talking about last year, last, uh, last week, I'm going to try to be a good person and I'm, I'm going to really do that. Uh, but also having that, I'm not sure how quickly I'll heal. I'm not sure how quickly I'll become compassionate. I'm not sure how quickly i'll be able to forgive the people that have hurt me or forgive myself or or ask for forgiveness you know like that uh we don't get to control how this goes how our meditation practice develops or how our um
3: healing awakening process unfolds It's uncertain. Some of the things that we can know is that,
0: um, you know, we're so fortunate to have uh, this map, the Eightfold Path. You know, the first factor of the Eightfold Path is a right understanding, understanding reality correctly. And, you know, one of the core things that is under that understanding is impermanence. And that um, all, you know, conditioned phenomena that, you know, suffering is created by our clinging to pleasure and our aversion to pain. And and that actually we have the ability to end suffering when we understand the conditioned nature of all things. That if you, you know, which in in some simple way is just this simple understanding is that it's not what's happening. It's how I'm responding to what's happening. It's not the pain, it's my resistance to the pain. It's not the pleasure, it's the clinging to the pleasure. It's not the mind, it's my addiction to my mind. It's my belief in my mind. It's not even the fact that the mind worries, it's the fact that I believe it, that I become identified with it, that I incarnate as those worrying tendencies in my mind understanding the impermanent and the causal nature of everything it's not what's happening it's how we're responding to what's happening so i could go on about the eightfold path but i I do feel like so grateful that uh, and, and so confident in in um in the buddha's teachings and that we have this really clear instructions of how to live How to train the mind in meditation and the practices of renunciation and so i'll open it up for some conversation what are your thoughts about the worrying mind about uncertainty about the unreliable nature of all things and the encouragement maybe i'll throw this in i don't know exactly where it fits but um the encouragement maybe that where we ended the meditation tonight with that um, may i be at ease may i learn to be at ease with the unreliable nature with the insecure nature with the impermanent nature about the pleasant and the unpleasant because that's the core of what buddhism the liberation that's available is may i learn to be at ease with what is may i know that i'll be okay no matter what happens and the more compassion we develop the more confidence we have and no matter how painful it is i'll be able to meet it with compassion no matter how you know because not going to get rid of the pain in our lives but that confidence that comes from i've learned to meet my pain with compassion somebody wanted to talk to me the other day a student about like well why do we have to sit in pain in meditation <laughs> she's like I, I get it you know compassion i get the compassion but there's plenty of pain all day that i get to meet with compassion why do i got to sit there and have achy knees and I was like, "Good point." <laughs> but there is something about this formal training that helps us meet the pain in our life with compassion and learn to be at ease, no matter what happens. Well, I keep saying I'll open it up. So any any questions, thoughts at home or in the room, at home, you can raise your hand in the reactions tab at the bottom. Here, you can just uh, fight gravity and raise your hand anything um,
3: so i get insecure i get um wait a
2: but the unreliable thing those two are objective unreliable is sort of a judgment you know and like when you're talking about your teacher saying oh if the plan goes that sounds like somebody who's like i want to think that guy's as an asshole." you know what i mean because i'm making all this effort to get there on time and they're like you yeah, know um what, what is the difference then between acting,
3: why not act unreliably and be okay? Um. Well,
0: integrity and, um, you know, like this person, for instance, in no way is um, flaky or it's just wisdom. It's a hundred percent. Like if, if there's a plan, he's not gonna change it he's just saying things are unreliable things change you know like i mean i say he's not going to change it but most likely he's you know like if he this is somebody who um i don't think has ever actually changed a plan with me has always showed up for me for 30 years you know i've been seeking this person's teachings and and you know has always been quite reliable but i just noticed that the way that he communicates is wiser than the way i communicate because you and i might say i'll see you for sure and have that certainty which isn't actually true that is denying uh the unreliable nature of travel of plans of things change rather than you and i um saying like for sure like i'm i won't flake on you if it's avoidable like I, that's my full intention is you know to be there but also who knows what's going to happen between now and then Who, especially with international travel and all of that stuff that's the plan but we'll see so it's not um to you know a flakiness or an unreliability that's because i know what you're talking about the people who are always late who are always changing the plans who you really can't rely on um and maybe we can reframe them you know those people in our lives as opportunity to to see oh yeah like um we have to be careful for our expectations now i i don't know there's a healthy uh commitment you know and a healthy level of um of relying on you know you said you were going to do this and i expect you to do it so there's some you know you make the plan and but there's that wisdom piece that says uh, unavoidable things might happen just leaving room for that unavoidable impermanent things might happen which is different than i just changed my mind and i chose to be late because i wasn't that interested in showing there up there or whatever it was that make that make sense it is different i think um
2: it's coming to you out from a place of wisdom or coming from you out of, out from a place of just
0: being- lack of commitment or yeah
3: all right go ahead um can i ask a question about the language practice yes um, so when you talk about expanding you know the buddhism encouragement us to expand you know i go
0: to You know, I came to this thing recently in one of my sets
1: where it was like awareness Mm -hmm. of awareness itself. You know, just like, whether it's like, you know, things that are not like physical. Like, what do you?
2: What kind of checklist do you go down? Like, are you checking your attitudes? Like, when you say like, well, okay, look, what's here? Like, what outside of the physical
0: body and physical experience are you checklisting or going down? The places that you look you know when you are expanding um so physical body including the sense doors what's being heard seen smell taste you know so the the senses all, all the sensations in the body and then um i i tend to kind of look at also what kind of energy you know how energetically and not uh, for me it doesn't feel like a woo-woo just kind of like am i alert or not alert is what i mean by energy you know is there a sort of a uh, awakeness and and you know energetic t- you know-ness, or is there a kind of sleepiness in the body um and then looking at the mind and yes what's the mood attitude or mood you you know can kind of investigate your mind and be like what kind of mood is my mind in so, sometimes my mind is playful and sort of you know uh silly and And sometimes my mind is very serious or dour or angry or, you know, so looking at the sort of emotional mood tendency that the mind is in, um, which, you know, some, sometimes if my, if there's a kind of, I don't know exactly how to, but if there's like a silly mood, even if angry thoughts arise, they're, they're held so much differently if I'm feeling sort of playful and my mind's like, yeah, fuck those motherfuckers, <laughs> which is way different than, you know, being real serious and angry and, and believing that, like, yeah, fuck those people. Like, um, so mood and then content, you know, both the process and content, the impermanent co- co- uh, process of thought, everything that is arising and passing. And it's really interesting to try to, try to catch where are the thoughts arising from? Because like thoughts just sort of appear in your mind, but where did they come from? Is there some sort of blank screen that they snuck out? Like, are they coming in from the left and going out to the right? Are they coming in from the right? Are they coming from the body and going out through the top? Like where, you know, like as you observe thoughts, where are they coming from and where are they going to? And is there, and maybe it's an impossible question, but it's interesting to investigate and then we look at the you know content of the mind and and start to know oh this is a plan this is a memory this is these are you know pleasant emotions in the mind this is joy this is an afflictive emotion this is fear um so wanting to be aware of both whatever the content is it's in it's impermanent content it's arising and passing Um, and then sometimes that piece that you were talking about, uh, of turning the awareness on investigating awareness itself, what is aware of these thoughts? Cause there's a feeling of, I am aware of my thoughts. And then that trick, that investigation that of like, well, where is this I that is witnessing the thoughts let me take a look at that let me turn the mirror on the awareness and then what do you find not much (laughs) not much to be found
3: but an interesting inquiry interesting investigation yeah mark go ahead
2: Hey. You know, how's it going? Um, I just wanted to, I guess, kind of a little testimony of the way things, uh, this whole uh, talk has been going. It's just kind of like right on point with, um, I see the difference of the practice um, in situations uh, in my life because of it getting better. Um, example, just, I mean, going through that, plans on going camping with someone, um, you know came back from, you know, rushed back from seeing my mom, I don't know how many miles to be here for this camping trip. And then uh, this person, all of a sudden, I'm not I I don't want to go because I'm sick. And I remember the way I used to, you know, be so cling to that plan that it would upset me. I mean, it would, you know, make me angry and things like that. But seeing the difference was, well, that's all right, we can go some other time or whatever. And um, just being being okay with it. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see whenever doesn't have to be well maybe we go next weekend even just no time well we'll just go some other time you know and it was cool to notice that because of the fact notice the way i responded as opposed to the way i would have before the practice but it's just all right on point and yet that person still did not feeling well still came and wanted to hang out at the house today just didn't want to go up and go camping and set up camps and all that so i don't know i just the last few weeks i'd normally just kick back and listen but um uh, last few weeks i've had uh it's just been on point every week so i just want to thank you for that as well and i'll see you uh in two weeks i'll see you in person two weeks at the
0: retreat yeah thanks mark Yes. yes i was just thinking about when mark was saying that around like how like the whole world got such a huge practice in uncertainty with the pandemic that I didn't even bring in. Like we were all sort of going along in whatever delusions we had about, you know, you go to work and you go out and you do your thing, and and then all of a sudden the world was like, nope, or the government or whatever. But you know, the whole world kind of was just like, okay, we're gonna everything that you've been certain and relying on, shut down. Don't even surf. You're not even allowed to surf. That was like the final straw. <laughs> you know you know like what do you mean who who am i if i can't surf you know who, how you know who am i if i don't get to go to work if i don't you know if i don't have to put on clothes in the morning and leave the house <laughs> uh, what a great practice i know it was really pain i shouldn't make too much light of it because i know it was really painful for a lot of people and not to mention the millions of people that died but Um, for those of us that had some practice and were able to use it as practice, what an interesting experience to see, oh, wow, I was really chugging along with all kinds of maybe unconscious attachments and expectations of how my life was going to turn out in 2019 and 20. And, all you know, wow, curveball, totally different than I thought it was going to be. I ended up sitting in this room alone
3: for a year. (laughs) Not really, but you know what I mean. Okay, that's enough for tonight.
0: It's almost nine. Um, Jeff has posted the donations against the stream is a 501c3 nonprofit organization entirely supported, reliant on your generosity. Please be as generous as you want to be as generous as you can be for a drop in class think about a $25 donation if you can Um, think about becoming a monthly supporter if you feel moved to support against the stream and pay the the rent Our our rent did increase a couple months ago, Uh, we are in need of of support, please be as generous as you can be. there's a three-day silent retreat happening next weekend, starting next, is that right? Two weeks. twenty-six and two weeks, the 26th, um, weekend after next. So uh, if you haven't already registered and you're planning to come, please register this week. They want our final numbers by Friday. Um, there's plenty of space to come um, and uh, it's anywhere from $300 Uh, You can come for as little as $300 500 700 depending on what kind of accommodation you want, but for as little as $300 you can attend the the three day retreat so please join us there's room and we haven't quite met our minimum. um, What are we about $5,000 short. We're about five thousand dollars short. So, also, if anybody wants to donate five thousand dollars, so <laughs> that the retreat doesn't cost against the stream money, we're we're close. And then, what I'll do is I'll try to raise some Donna at the at the retreat for to cover the rest. But um, we're gonna have the whole place to ourselves, and it's gonna be really cool. I think it's the 18th. It's either the 17th or 18th um, annual. Uh, Memorial Day retreat. Lots of you've been in the past. Some of you are coming this year. See you then. Um, And the Thailand trip um, is filling up. If you're planning to come to Thailand, uh, you should register soon. There's already 12, somewhere between 12 and 15 people registered. I was only thinking around 20. Maybe I can push it to 25 people coming on the retreat. But if you're planning to come, Uh, get your spot before it fills up and uh, for those of you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm taking (laughs) a group of people to thailand for a pilgrimage where we're going to do some retreat we're going to visit some monasteries we're going to do some tourist days we're going to travel together for 10 days and do some practice and some hanging out and um, it's november 10th through 20th of this year this fall so if you're interested check it out on the website and sign up soon so that you get your spot and come with us. Did I forget anything, Sebastian? Mm -hmm. Many Many goodness that comes from our practice, any merit, any wholesome karma, be gathered in our own hearts and shared with each other and shared outward in all directions with all beings. May each one of us get as free as possible in this lifetime And together, may we create a positive change on this
3: planet. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. This is Noah
0: Levine, founder of Against the Stream and Refuge Recovery. If you feel moved to leave a donation, there's a link in the show notes.